Blog Talk Radio. Hello? Welcome back, my friends, to the show that never ends. We're so glad you could attend. Come inside, come inside. There behind the glass stands a real blade of grass. Be careful as you pass. Move along, move along. Come inside, the show's about to start. Guaranteed to build your On this election day, we decide to elect to punt the NCAA preview until next week. <laughs> and we know we're a half hour late. We're sorry, everybody, but you know what? We both have jobs. They get busy at times. This is one of those days. So busy Some of us actually work we're for both a here. Hey, you know, I am the sole <laughs> attorney for these two companies. Don't even go there, okay? I gave you – you could have given me shit for – I don't know. The SRA job? Yeah, okay. I worked 8 to 4, and I really yeah. worked 8 to 12. I get you were, that. You, you worked three hours a day. Who are you kidding? Agreed. You did, not anymore. Agreed. Agreed. Okay. You go to Patney. All right. I work probably six hours a day. You go to you go to IPC. I work six and a half. Now, I'm working. Like, this is no joke. I am actually working. Look. Am I working 12 hours a day like some lawyers? No, but I'm not earning what they're earning either. But the fact is, I work. We both work. This is a hard day for both of us. Here we are. We elect to punt the NCAA preview till next week. We're here 5.30, 6.30 today on Election Day. And that reminds me, you know what? This is the first year since I was 18 years old I didn't vote. I'm pissed. I am I didn't vote because I didn't register in time. I didn't register in Georgia in time to vote, and it's, it's eaten at me. So do as I say, not as I do. And if you're listening to the show and you haven't voted yet, go out and vote. It's, it's not even a privilege. It's a right. It's something you should be doing. It's an honor. It's something that having, a, having traveled the world, having traveled to – India and Japan, not Japan, China and Vietnam, and seeing those people that live under communist regimes that don't have the right to vote, man, what they wouldn't give for the right to vote and to vote for their leaders. So go out and vote. And Seth, I hope you are either voted or you're on your way home so you can do that. I am actually not voting for the first time in many years. Um, Well, the problem also is for me – I have no – there's nothing on, for me to really vote for. I'm not – having just moved to this town three months ago, I'm not exactly familiar with the town issues. And there's no state, uh, no – there's no – obviously no federal. There's, there's no senatorial representative votes this year. So I, obvious, I wasn't as concerned and obviously as anyone who's listened to the show over the last what, eight years knows, I'm just a little bit concerned about next year's. But I was this year. I'm just running to get home to the kids at this point. So there will be other years, but I'm not going to kill my. There will be pretty much every other year, but I'm not killing myself on tonight. Fair enough. Well, if you have one of those votes in which you it matters, and even if it doesn't, and you you should be voting 
because that's your say. That's your way of representation. Quite frankly, I don't believe you can bitch unless you vote. So I have basically, with regards to the town that I live in, I have no say for the next year. I cannot bitch for anything, and I have no right to bitch. So I'm done with that. I do have a right to bitch about the Mets and their manager. (laughs) Man, I'm just, I just, look, I just don't get it. Look, Carlos Beltran may be the best manager in the history of the Mets. He may very well be. It may, it may very well be the best hire that Brody Wagging, Brody W, because I can never forget, forget his, never remember his last name, Brody makes, because no GM should ever be named Brody. But that's another story for another time. <laughs> but the fact is, the fact is, they went cheap again. It's the Mets MO. Let's just go cheap. Everything is cheap. I mean, Seth, you and I talked about this. Oh, no, it wasn't you. It was me and my brother, Jay. We talked about this, how the Mets offseason is we, – we spoke about this yesterday morning. The Mets offseason is going to be dictated by the press release that Jonas Cespedes will come back, and it will be a huge uptick in the offense because of the bat that he brings back because he's being paid $28 million next year. And then yesterday morning, a press re- not a press release, but an article comes out that says, Sessman is unlikely to play at all next year. Of course. Really? Because, yeah. Wow. Yeah. You're going to be mediocre for the 87th straight year. I shouldn't say that for the no fourth straight, straight year. No offense. No offense. Now, what I did, but we did give a qualifying offer to Zach Wheeler yesterday, which, thank God. Because for $19 million, you got to give that qualifying offer. I will ask you <laughs> as a Yankee fan, though, one of the guys that did not get a qualifying offer, and most of, those, most of the guys that you would think got, were going to get one, the Madison Baumgartners and Steve Strasburgs, they all got qualifying offers, uh, the Garrett Coles. The one guy that did not was Didi Gregorius. And yeah. he is now a free agent without compensation. I'm shocked by that. Uh, I was surprised. I wasn't. I'm not going to say I was as shocked as you were, but I kind of do. You kind of do the math in your head. You have a a Gold Glove 300 hitter in Ursula at third, who was sensational last year. You have a potential MVP MVP at Torres at shortstop. Lemayu is going to play the probably end up back at second base at some point. Miguel Andujar comes back. Because I'm assuming he'll end up a second with you having Carcione or Void or one of those guys at first. And, you know, not that they're anywhere near the Mets in regards to finances, but, you know, Hal, and, Hal is certainly not his dad. Hal and Hank are not his dad, not their dad. Now, I'm assuming well, okay. that Gregorius is going to negotiate with Gregorius. Hold on a second. Your whole infield just equaled less than $18 million, even less than that. LeMayu earns about 11. Torres, Andujar, and Voight are all on rookie contracts. I, so I under, I'm not earn- talking from a financial – I get it. 
I get it. Okay. But Stanton earns eight hundred and twenty seven million. Ellsbury <laughs> still on the still on the list earns another two hundred and forty million. I know. One more they year. gotta sign yeah. Judge at some point for three point yeah. six billion. You're gonna you're gonna <laughs> offer two hundred million, you know, two offer eight hundred and fifty million dollars to Stroudsburg, six hundred and ninety million to Cole. I guess at a certain point, like I would have done it because Gregorius to me is a leader on that team and a really really good shortstop. And what it does is it frees you up to trade Andujar and somebody for a pitcher. But the problem is, exactly. but again, that was my judgment. Because people have forgotten Andujar was a runner-up for Rookie of the Year last year, but has been injured, you know, but should be back, I believe, by training camp. So I wonder if they just kind of figured, you know what, we're spending enormously on the outfield. We're spending enormously we're going to make a run at somebody, although I don't think they're going to get anyone. You know, at pitcher, we have a lot of youth and young, really good talent at, in the infield. You know, we'll still, we'll still negotiate with, with E.D., but if it doesn't happen, we can live with it. Well, that's true. Ladies and gentlemen, this does not preclude, unlike – so it used to preclude teams from actually negotiating with the, with the players. If the players declined arbitration or were not offered arbitration, they, or in this, that was arbitration, this is a qualifying offer. It used to be that you could not negotiate with the player until May 1st, which is why Tim Raines' best year, he didn't even start until May 1st. And when we went through the whole Hall of Fame argument, that was my biggest argument. So, the fact is, they can negotiate with Didi. He may come back. I just think that's a very valuable uh, trade chip that they could have had for, yes, it's $17.9 million. 17.8, actually. It went down this year. $17.8 million. But it's still a valuable trade chip, and it's not like the Yankees are – they're not losing money. I mean, they have the no. – I understand they want to stay under a specific tax – they did re-sign Araldis Chapman or extended him for another year, so they have him for another year. I don't think there's a shot in hell they are getting either Garrett Cole or Steven Strasburg. Not one. I think both of them will wind up on the West Coast. If, if Strasburg even goes to the West Coast, if he doesn't, then I think he's going to stay with Washington. What did you think about Garrett Cole – at the end of the World Series, and congratulations to the Washington Nationals. That's first and foremost. You win four games in we the fo- opposing we both, park. We both finally, we both finally got one right. Very yeah. rarely does that happen. It only took what five years of Major League Baseball predictions that we both had the Nationals for five years. Uh, I will say that my prediction for MVP this year in the National League was Juan Soto. Now, he may not win it this year, but I got a feeling he's going to win one very soon. He is really good. Um, and he showed it in the playoffs. Strasburg taking home the MVP. What did you think of Garrett Cole immediately following the, um, the World Series 
when they ask him to do a press conference, he shows up in a Scott Boris hat. <laughs> I thought it was it was a sign of a guy frustrated that he didn't play in Game Seven, and I don't blame him. I AJ Hinch is a really good coach. And it's really easy to second guess this. You have the best pitcher in baseball. You have a one-run lead with nine inning with nine outs to go. Why are you not bringing him in? Okay, so what I, 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 don't, I don't. What what I heard before the game was the only way that they would bring in Cole. Hinch said this: the only way I will bring in Cole is if I am at the beginning of the inning. I will not bring him in in the middle of an inning. So, by the time it was the the beginning of the next inning, they were already out. So, I, I mean, I, 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 okay, continue. Well, I mean, pitchers have certain warm up routines. Certain they don't like coming in with base runners on. He's a starting pitcher. He's not a reliever. Look, I'm not saying any of that is valid. Okay, I'm not saying any of that is a reason not to bring him in. But A.J. Hinch had a plan. I'm not going to do it unless this happens. And that's the reason he wasn't brought in, in my opinion. Not saying that's right or wrong, but what would have happened if he was brought in in the middle and got lit up? Then people, then people would second-guess him for, oh, he's a starting pitcher, and you brought the guy in, right? I mean, is, is, is there a way – the only it's way he's in wins. hindsight. Right. Exactly. They win the game. But here's the problem. You just come off an exhausting six-game series with the Yankees where the whole reason you were able to win was because you saw all their middle relievers three, two, three, four times – and by the second, third, fourth time, you knocked the crap out of them. What did you do? You did the exact same thing. This is game seven of the World Series. You go down with your guns a bleeping blazing. And that means putting in the most, the Cy Young. I don't, and I would rather lose and be, I'd rather lose and be, Criticized for with by bringing in my ace too early, and not bringing him in at all. And I would have brought him in at three two. In the next inning, I don't understand the only if he's ahead. No, this is game seven. You bring him in if you're going to wait till the end of the inning. You're down three two. You bring him in. What are you worried about? Saving his arm for next year? Who cares? Well, he's not going to be, not he's not gonna be, be on your team anyway. anyway. <laughs> Who knows the difference? Not gonna be anyway. I, 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 I was, yeah, I was, I, I was shocked. I, I don't disagree. Because this is exactly what anything, they did to the Yankees. I'm not disagreeing with anything that you're saying. And it's did actually. Does that hurt you? No, but it, it, <laughs> no, because it's exactly what the Nationals did, right? The Nationals said, okay, I'm going to go, I'm going to bring in Patrick Corbin as a reliever because he's my best, he's my best arm. I'm going to do it. And this goes way back, right? I mean, you look at, if I'm correct, I know Pedro pitched in relief. I know Madison Bobner pitched in relief. 
Go back to 1986. I know Sid Fernandez pitched in relief. All these guys. Randy Johnson. Randy Johnson pitched in relief. Right, but Randy Johnson. Well, okay, but the difference is I know Randy Johnson came in with a lead, and came in at the end. So it it's a little different being in the middle than being at the end. To me, it is. But I know all three of those guys pitched in the middle of games. They didn't just close out the game. They pitched in the middle. But you're right. I mean, you go down with your best arms, and A.J. Hinch would have been second-guessed unless it worked out. A.J. Hinch would have been second-guessed either way. No, no, no way to win this one. But at the end of the day, congrats, it- to, the, to, the Nas- congrats to the Nationals again. And how do you feel if you're a Redskins fan? I mean, so the Nationals have won, the Mystics have won, the Wizards have at least made the playoffs, and the Capitals have won, and the Redskins haven't won a playoff game, I believe, since 1991. No, no. They they won one with, oh, no, I they think, won, with they Robert Griffin. Right. They haven't won a Super Bowl since 1991. But I think they've won a. Yeah. I think they beat Tampa in a playoff game. In around, I think it was RG 3s year. I think they won one playoff game, or they won. I think they won one under Gibbs, maybe even. Um, but actually, this is a Barry Siegel argument. Or because he, I am to me and asked if this. I go, I go, but it's still it's, the problem is it's still a Redskins town. More than anything, and. Let's be honest, they're now the NFC version of the Cincinnati Bengals. You know, there's no other way to put it, but at least the Bengals have been competitive in the last decade. So, so the question I was going to throw to you, in honor of Bill Simmons doing uh, Book of Basketball Volume 2 on podcast starting tonight, which if I listen what? to podcasts, would be the greatest thing ever. Oh, you haven't heard oh. this? No. He's back, baby. Well, I've been listening to his podcast on the Ringer, but I haven't, I haven't, I haven't heard about this. Oh my God, this is going to be something. This is going to be like Jim Central. This is fantastic. This is like my Jim podcast. Google it on YouTube. Book of Basketball Volume Two. Oh, so, he, so happy. Oh, good anyway, lord! I don't want. To, I never but, want to hear that noise again. Um, you sound like the, Homer Simpson after a donut. Hold on. Hold on, but to Seth's point, just before we, we move on, but, and we'll talk about the Redskins because I think it's kind of important. For those that have not been following the show, they are new to the show. When Joe Gibbs came back to, came back to D.C. the second time, and I was in D.C., so I got to think it was, what, Seth, 2004, 2005, somewhere in there? Yeah. I mean, yep. okay. So I heard Steve Sabin, who is a longtime radio host, on uh, 980, which is the sports radio show, sports radio for DC, claim in very loud voice, God, God has is, returned is to DC returned. sports. And I took the moment, thought about it for a second, and I called my brother Jay. Because Jay, look, Jay and I have an interesting relationship. Jay is like the <laughs> devil, and I and I'm like you have your angel and your the, devil. Does that make me the? Does that make me the angel? No, I'm, if me, no, if I'm Jay, Mitch, angel. and myself are all no, if Jay, Mitch, and myself 
are the three influences. You're all devil. The wonder you have you're ended up devil. the way that you have. Oh yeah. Yeah, you're all devil. You're all devil. So, so I ca- so I called Jay and I said, Jay, let me ask you this question. If I said God returned to New York sports, who would you think returned? He goes, Well, that's simple. Babe Ruth was reincarnated. I go, exactly. A guy has returned from death. It's not a coach. It's the best baseball <laughs> player ever. Like, it's not a coach. And he's like, I don't, uh, oh, okay, but why are you asking me? I said, they just said Joe Gibbs is God. He's like, Joe Gibbs never played. I was like, exactly. I don't understand it. But, but to your point, yes, it's still a redskin town. Because nobody would ever say God returned to DC Sports if it was Wes Unseld or Ted Williams. <laughs> well, why would Ted Williams? So, anyway. Well, Ted Williams was the but, manager of the Senators. So if he yeah, returned he was the to play. Right. So if you return to play, you might say God has returned to DC Sports. But no, it's freaking Joe Gibbs who took three years and then went and did NASCAR again. Anyway, to your point. Well, let, me, you ask, saying, let, let, let me ask you, though. So along with, along with Simmons, came up with the idea, or one of his friends came up with the idea, and he was the one who made it pretty, you know, pretty well known in sports folklore. Is this the greatest Ewing theory example of all time? No, come on. No. They won a championship without him. I get it. I get it, but... It's not... But, Seth, they replaced him with guys that were better. It wasn't just the team did it. Soto was a better player than Harper. You can't... The Ewing theory holds if it's the same team and they just do better. You can't replace the guy and say, okay, great. But Soto was playing last. Their outfield last year was was Soto and him, correct? No, it it was Soto... Hold on. It was Soto as a rookie, Adam Eaton, who played 40 to 50 games, and Harper. So now you replace that, and Soto played, I believe, 100 to 110 to 120 games. So now you replace Harper with Soto full-time, Victor Robles full-time, who's a much better defender, and Adam Eaton for an entire season. And you also brought in, I don't know, Patrick Corbin, who happened to be the highest-paid pitcher last year in free agency. You didn't just keep the same team. It's not like the Knicks in, in, in the Latrell's Freewell year where he just got hurt and they did better. Because the year before, they had him, and they just didn't do well. They, so, no, this is not a Ewing theory at all. I, I don't believe it. I think, look, if they, if they had re-signed Harper, would they have been able to get Corbin? No. If they re-signed Harper, would Victor Robles be playing full-time? Maybe, but Adam Eaton wouldn't. So there, there are definitely changes. Are you really saying? Are you really saying that you would have rather had Adam Eaton? You would rather have Adam Eaton than Bryce Harper? No, but I. Not but if you're a, a national fan, 
Hold on, hold on, hold on. But do you really want? But if you told me you were going to get the production of Victor Robles full time and Patrick Corbin or Harper, and you get to spend a hundred million dollars less, you might take that deal. Why wouldn't you get Victor Robles full time regardless? He would have been the one on the would be the fourth outfielder, not Robles. No way. Not a chance, because Eaton was earning money and Robles wasn't. No chance. Eaton would have played. That puts, it leaves him on the roster. doesn't mean he's playing. I'm just telling you, he would have played. He would have played. Okay. He was a better def- – he's actually a better defensive player. He would have played. In any event, okay. I, you told me I had a full, full-time Victor Robles, Adam Eaton full-time, and Patrick Corbin. It's, again, which is greater, the star or the sum of the parts? And in, in basketball, you could say the star is the most important because there are five guys. But as we've seen in baseball, one guy definitely – look, Mike Trout can't win a championship. Mike Trout can't even win, have a winning they, season. They can't reach 500. Yeah, right. They can't reach 500. And he's, the, and he's the best player you and I will ever see. In all likelihood. Because he may wind up well, being a top three player of all time. So We'll never know. Yeah. We will never know until, uh, until he plays in the playoffs. You cannot call I, someone I, a top I, three player of all time if they've never played in the playoffs. I really don't agree with you. You just can't. You can't. Wait, wait, wait a second. So is Ted Williams not is Ted Williams not one of the top five players of all time? Ted Williams played in the World Series. Yeah, he lost. No, but he played. He didn't he play in forty. In he World never played in the World Series. He played in one World Series. He also played. He also a. There was only one playoff team in a division, in a conference. Oh. In a, in a league, two A or well, I said A. So B, B. Excuse me. They played in extraordinarily clutch games, even if they weren't in the playoffs. It's like the Sosa McGuire argument of '99. I don't care if they don't make the playoffs, but you got to be competitive, because otherwise, to play meaningless games in August doesn't do sleep. So I don't know how you can gauge someone. To be, they don't have to win a championship, but you have to play in some kind of games that are pressure filled. Okay, I don't know so how Williams, you. Can, I don't know how you. So how many times sorry, do you think Williams? How many times do you think Williams was in a pennant race? A bunch, four, five, six times. Uh, I don't think so. I'm I'm gonna go look it up, but I. Boston Red Sox standing all time. Let's see how many times they even finished second. I mean, that would be, right? They would have to finish either second or first, I would think, in order to do it. So let's look. Between 19... They only finished first in 47, I think. Right. So let's see, 1936, right? Give or take. Okay. 36 39 are all the Yankees, 46. No, no, no. I'm just saying, what's Williams' career? 39 to 60, I believe. 
I could be wrong, but right. I think it's so 39 to 60. 39, they finished and you have to second. Take out two years. Finished, okay. Right. Okay. But let's let's go through this. 39, second, fourth, second, second. But they were 17 and nine games behind. Seventh. Okay. Fourth. Seventh. First. That was the year they lost the World Series. Third. Second, second, they were one game behind. Okay, I'll give you that. That's the summer third, of 49. Third, 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 sixth, fourth, 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 third, third, fifth, seventh. Right, the That's last, ten year, the last eight to ten years. Right, but a third place yeah. game, number one, they could be two or three or games out. We, I, don't, I don't know. 49 was their greatest team. That lost in the two-game playoff to the Yankees when Jerry Coleman hit the, free, hit, the fluke, hit the fluke single in the bottom of the eighth. But, yeah, yeah, I know this crap. Who, who would ever think that? But they play, he played in – first of all, there's only one playoff team. It's a different era. You have five playoff teams out of 15. He's played in I, one wild card game in nine years. I don't know how I get it. It's not a star-driven team like a star-driven sport like basketball. I understand that. Or like hockey where Gretzky can or Messier can will you to something. But I don't think you can – I don't know how you can make someone the greatest player of all time if they've never played in a World Series game. I just don't know how you do it. All right. So Barry Bonds, right? Barry Bonds, probably one of the top five players, certainly, that we've ever seen, right? Yes. Okay. What do you think his postseason batting average was? Probably around 240, 250. I don't think it was very good. That's exactly, that's exactly what it was, 240. Now, his on-base percentage was 936 because he walked a whole lot. <laughs> So why are we having this discussion? No, no, no. I'm sorry. That was his OPS. That was his OPS. His on-base percentage was 433. Sorry. His OPS is total combined. Okay, he's on-base four and a half out of every ten times. You can't argue about his batting average. They didn't pitch to him. But But I can because most of that was one year. He had he had 23 walks in 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 03. So in two year in, in in one year when in two thousand and two, in the World Series and in the NLCS, he had twenty six walks in fifty two place <laughs> plate appearances. <laughs> like it's insane. But before that he, he didn't do very well. But No, he didn't. In the early eighties in the early nineties when they made it with the team that lost to uh, Atlanta on the uh, on, on the home on the yeah, single the by Francisco team. Cabrera, they weren't good. He wasn't. Yeah, good. he batted one forty eight. Then he batted one seventy six. So, yeah, I, I I guess my point is, baseball is a little harder to judge your top ten players by post- right. But you said the you one of the three greatest players of all time, dude. He might be an all time great. Oh, but okay. But Trout is putting up numbers that nobody's put up. That nobody. Yeah, he's been ridiculous. 
He's been ridiculous. And I mean, I hope to God, I, I really hope, well, I, I don't because I'm a Yankee fan, but that aside, I hope he has the opportunity to prove himself on a, on the stage. Because everyone knows who he is, but no one's ever, no one ever, unless you're a big baseball fan, who's seen him play? Well, that's part of the problem is he plays on the West Coast too, right? So it's, for, it's hard to for watch. For Dean Meyer in, in mediocrity for the last 15 years. Yeah. You know, what are they known for in the last five years? The death of Tyler Skaggs. Albert Skag, Pujols' contract. Pujols' contract from hell and Otani. I mean, who's been yeah. a nice player, but he's not been a game changer so far. Well, he had a he underwent Tommy John surgery. Let's see when he comes back. I understand. Next year. I understand. I mean, I and and knowing Artie Moreno, I think I think Garrett Cole or Steve Strasburg is ticketed for California. But I really do believe that you're going to see the same type of off season that you saw last year. Teams are just not going to spend money. I don't think you may see the one Garrett Cole contract, but I think All right. But the middle fight. class, the middle class gets screwed. I get you. They will, they will get crushed. They will get absolutely crushed. Okay. Much like the Giants did last night and the Jets did on did. Sunday. So, so congratulations to Jet fans because, as <laughs> my brother Jay said, You've almost as, my brother Jay said the door. as my brother Jay said the other day, if you're going to lose, finally just lose. Like, at the end of the day, my biggest complaint as a Jets fan, and Seth, you have heard this over and over again, is oh, yeah. we can't lose it. We can't lose enough. It's not that we can't win enough. We can't get a top five pick without trading into it and sacrificing two second round picks. We just can't lose. I think every New York fan, and this is going back to every sport, would take two or three years of freaking awfulness to be competitive. I truly believe that. I think that's the I think that's the saga of the Knicks fan, right? Is that th- nobody believes that Knicks fans would support a complete and total makeover. I think they're full of shit. Every Knicks fan would complete would support a complete and total makeover, provided that makeover yes, involved would. James Dolan selling the team. There you go. But anyway, so although, congratulations. So although the get, way they're going, you, you, congratulations, you, you may burn out R.J. Barrett by the All-Star break. I didn't know it was possible yeah. to burn out a 19-year-old, but good Lord. <laughs> Fisdale, you play, you're, not, you play you're firing yourself right now. Oh, okay, wow. one, one thing at a time. One thing at a time. So here's a, here's a question for you. Let's go back to the NFL. Did you know that the the Steelers are actually number seven in the playoff run right now? I know they're four and four. I, I didn't yeah. know they were that high up. I wouldn't have thought so. Wow. They are one game. They are one game out of a playoff spot. Who would have thought starting zero and three? But yeah, they are one. They are one. They are one game out, and the Bengals are one game out of clinching like a top five pick. And we're not even in double digits in the games. And Ryan Finley has taken control, which means our 
our uh, fantasy team has lost its uh, its redheaded wonder in Andy Dalton. But that's okay. That's okay. Surprising teams. Look, we're we're like nine games into the NFL season. I think the biggest surprise is it feels, a, it feels me, a lot longer. Yeah, it does. Well, part of it is because of all the injuries this year. I mean, really, injuries and disappointments in teams. Like, and I was just about to get that. Get to that. Disappointing teams. The Browns and the Jets have to be one and two, right? I mean. I don't know of any other dis- really, really disappointing teams. We, we ha- I don't think I had the Browns making the playoffs. I think I had them just out of it. But I certainly didn't have them, like, two and six. I think you had them making it as a wild card. I think oh, I you had okay. them in. I had them out. I had them at seven oh, and nine. Okay. Okay. Yeah, but that being said, we neither, both, neither we one both, of us thought yeah. that they were this bad. No. No. There is gonna there is gonna be something we've never seen this year. We've never I don't think we've ever really seen before that's gonna happen. There may be a lot of first year coaches who are gone. Freddie Kinchin, I don't think is gonna make it very far. Um Adam Gates I don't think is gonna make it very far. Um there's one or two others. I'm 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 blanking on them right now. I mean the guy who seems to have done the best job is Cliff Kingsbury, which is ridiculous. Absolutely. Yep. But that team is three, three and one in a tough division, and they have not—they have not embarrassed themselves at all. Well, well, I think another guy that has distinguished himself, and I know you're probably going to laugh at me, is Brian Flores down in Miami, because while the team has not won, the team doesn't have any talent, and they consistently fight. And they won. They beat the Jets. That's not saying very much. But the fact <laughs> is, they won a game. No, I'm, uh, I mean, at the end of the day, they won a game. And they the game before they fought, they just lost Preston Williams, their undrafted wide receiver who scored two touchdowns and 85 yards against the Jets. They lost him for the year. They've traded everybody that, that is remotely good. And he's done a good job down there, but I think you're right. Look, I, I don't think Adam Gase is, is surviving the year. My question to you is, do you see any of these guys getting fired in the middle of the season? I think Dan Quinn will be. Um, well, his bye week just went by. Like, they just had it. Yeah, that's true, and they didn't do it. I, I mean, he's. I don't think they'll fire Kinchins in the middle of the year because he's been a pretty good soldier with this. The problem with Gase is Gase has antagonized the entire. Gase has antagonized everybody, including me. Well, you're pretty easy to antagonize. I mean that's why I'm the devil on sure. your shoulder. But that's fair. That's fair. Yeah, this is a guy who's really his claim to fame was as the Q quote unquote QB whisperer, which he had with Peyton Manning. Did we lose you? 
So okay, we lost it. No, I'm back. We didn't hear anything. We didn't hear anything you said. So try again. I, said, well, I know. I was I was parking the car. Um, what I said was the whole idea that Gase is his QB whisperer. Well, he was great with Peyton Manning. Whoop de doo. Who wouldn't be great with Peyton Manning? But you would figure that what happened to Miami would have humbled them a little bit. It certainly doesn't. And he just he antagonizes, you know, a fan base as desperate as desperate as anyone I've ever seen. To a point where you know they want to get rid of him within eight days, within eight games. I mean, that's a record. You know, since he's zero and nine, since he's zero and eight, zero and nine, you don't hear people clamoring for Zach Taylor to be filed. You know, he said Brian Flores one and eight. No one's really saying he's Flores has to go. Now they may not be the right coaches, and they may be fired a year, two years, three years down the road. But you don't hear this eight games in. Well, is it part and parcel because of two reasons? First of all, there were expectations on the Jets, while there were no expectations in Cincinnati. And number two. It's Cincinnati. It's not New York. So I get the fact that Zach Taylor is not Adam Gase. I also get the fact that Zach Taylor did not pull a power play like Adam Gase did in getting control over the team. And I think that has a lot to do with it, where, where he got the manager, Mike McGonnon, out because he said, I know what I'm doing. Look, I wasn't infatuated with the, with the hire to begin with way back when. I wasn't totally against the hire either. But he has shown no ability, no ability to make this team better. And, of course, our, our, I put it our, the Jets' prize-free agent from last year, Trumaine Johnson, wound up on the IR today. So that'll be the end of his career too. Another beautiful free agent signing by the New York Jets. Another guy that wound up on the IR today was Cam Newton. I'm not sure you caught that. I did. Which, which could symbolize the end of his career in Carolina. Kyle Allen has gone 5-1. and one. Cam Newton is owed almost $20 million next year. Now, if he's Cam Newton, the MVP, $20 million is no big deal. But if he's Cam Newton, I don't know what I'm getting. $20 million is a big deal. I don't quite know where Cam Newton fits anywhere else. And that's not to say that there isn't a job for him, because if he's healthy, there are plenty of jobs. But, wow. I mean, from MVP three, four years ago to basically being cut, that, that's, that's a historical drop in, in, in prestige. It's, it, it is. I, I'm a, sorry, I'm a little distracted. My son just came over and told me that I haven't been doing a very good job on the father front. Um, but, yeah, great. But I agree. It does seem like this is the end of him in Carolina. It's been, you know, it's been a progressively downward spiral the last couple of years. And since, as he said, his, his um, MVP in 16, he will get he'll get another chance at a starting job, whether it's Chicago or 
Tennessee. And, you know, those are to be honest. Because I like him in power What'd you say? I like him in Tennessee. That's a good match. I, do I don't think Chicago is a great yeah. match for him, but I like him in Tennessee. Because you have a big power running game. You have a dependable tight end, although he's like 52 years old. You have a, you have a team that, that I don't think is too far away, although we say that about Tennessee a lot of times where we really never get a, get a good feel. Um, I actually can see him in – I don't know if I see his personality in Chicago, but I can see – I can, he may be a little bit too charismatic, too charismatic for for Chicago, but just kind of the whole you know Chicago that you know kind of grounded tough. You know, he's a tough guy, but I don't know if I see. I don't know, but it's it's interesting because it does look like Carolina is, you know, Carolina they've had a nice run with them, but they never really hit the potential. And Kyle Allen has played very, you know, he's played well enough. You know, it's hard to replace someone that's five and one. Yeah, I totally get that. I have a really hard time. Look, Carolina reminds me very much of what San Francisco is, in that you just need a guy that can manage. You don't necessarily need uh, – look, I don't think Jimmy Garoppolo is a great talent, but he is steadily managing that team. And – He's doing an excellent job doing it, and I think Kyle Allen's along the same way. But again, Kyle Allen hasn't done it for more than one year, and he has more than one year. He hasn't even done it for more for one year. So I, I think we're we're first exploring what Kyle Allen eventually can bring to the table. But I do like him in Tennessee. But, but there are a lot of quarterbacks coming out in this year's draft. So the question is, do you bring in? First of all, does Cam Newton take a one-year try contract? I'm not sure Cam Newton does that. So then the question is, who's going to commit to him? And you're right, of all the teams, excuse me, of all the teams, Chicago is the one that can most afford him in the realm of giving him time. Because I'll tell you a story that I just heard right right after this. In the fact that Cherbinsky needs time, and the fact that, you know what, they don't have draft picks. They traded most of them for Kylie Mack and, and other people. Did you know that uh, one of the sports books in Las Vegas, I read this right before we came on the air, uh, has decided to give all, all bettors that bet on Mitch Trubinsky as the MVP their money back? Because he went from being, I think it was 100 to 1 when they bet him. Now it's 50,000 to 1. So as good PR, they just gave him their money back. They said, you know what? He's off the board. And Trubinsky will always be the guy that was drafted before Deshaun Watson and Pat Mahomes. And that's unfortunate because he has not developed the way that Chicago really needs him to develop. And Chicago is another team that you look at as the disappoint, disappointing teams. Now, if you look at the surprise teams, Seattle is definitely a surprise, even though I think I picked them in the playoffs. I certainly didn't did. pick them to be this good. And I did not pick Baltimore to be this good, although 
I, I mean, they ran no, roughshod all, all over the Patriots. Well, we both thought Harbaugh would, was going to be the surprise coach fire. Or I think you thought Harbaugh, I thought Tomlin were going to be the coaches, the, the one surprise coach fired. And well, neither one Harbaugh of them should be fired. No. Harbaugh should be in the top three for coach of the year because he has completely redone his offense. He has an MVP candidate out of nowhere in Lamar Jackson. The defense is good. I, 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 they are a – I still don't know if they have, if they have the passing game to, to win over a, a shootout over Kansas City. But, again, they scored 37 on New England. So that's, or I guess 30 because seven of them was always a defensive touchdown. So who knows? But – Seth, yeah. I'll tell you if if the Steelers make the playoffs, you might put Mike Tomlin in those in that top three too. He's played without his top quarterback, played without his top running back for a while. He lost his top wide receiver from last year. He's lost a lot of defensive players over the last two years. He gets them to the playoffs after starting zero and three. That's a pretty coach of the year moment as well. And you can even put, and you should be putting Frank Reich in there as well. You lose uh, Andrew Luck and T.Y. Hilton for a while. Andrew Luck for the year and T.Y. Hilton for a while. That's coach of the year territory as well. And obviously Kyle Shanahan at 8-0 and the last undefeated team. I don't think anybody from the 72 Dolphins really is scared of the Niners, though. No, they're not. They they, they may not have uncorked it, but... They 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 opened and cracked open they cracked open a beer after the uh, after the after the demolition on Sunday night. Uh, San Francisco is you know I I haven't watched more than a little bit of San Francisco, and their defense has been wonderful. But no one is looking at them as an all time great team. No, I absolutely agree. So if you look at two, so let's switch gears over to. Uh, college sports and again next week we'll be doing our college basketball preview which is perfect because I will not have a whole lot of time to prepare as I will be watching my brother's kids all week so perfect for Seth uh, that he can, that he can lead the charge on the NCAA preview we may need to do that at a different time but we will uh, keep you guys abreast I'm sure that will be a 90 minute show because there are lots of college sports uh, lots of college teams but the big news of this week was that the Syracuse Orange fired their defensive coach. No, that wasn't really big news. The big news was that Florida State absorbed a $17 million buyout and got rid of Willie Taggart. Holy smokes, $17 million to get rid of a coach midseason. Seth, I, I, I I was shocked. Shocked would be an understatement that they would do this during the season. It had gotten that bad. They, you know, you understand they're not going to go, they're not going to be Bobby Bowden's Florida State, and they may never be Jimbo Fisher's Florida State. But when you can't be the number eight or number nine team in the ACC, you can't be below Wake Forest. You're Florida State. And there's, there's like a one minute clip that Kirk Herbstreet does about this, about this is a team that on third and 15 will let up a 20-yard pass and give us a cheap shot hit. 
and we'll kind of talk all sorts of smack afterwards. Undisciplined. Jimbo Jimbo left the cupboard pretty bare, so really didn't have a great didn't have didn't have the talent he anticipated coming in. But this is a disaster down in Tallahassee, and Chief Mineola, you know, he's got a long way to go for people to care about him right now. Well, the funny thing is, Taggart actually had the 13th best incoming class next year. Unfortunately, most of them decommitted the minute that he was he was fired. So it's kind of damned if you do, it's damned if you don't. I don't know who Florida State can get for this job. I really don't. I, I mean, it's it's obviously gotten a couple expectations for it. I think they go after one of the one of the Clemson coordinators, potentially, Tony Scott or Brad Scott, who who or I think it's Tony Scott or Jeff Scott, excuse me, whose dad was a partisan guy. Brad Venables, they can go for. Um, they've already said they're going to make a call to Bob Stoops. I wouldn't be surprised if they made a call to Mark Stoops. So it's 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 still a pretty desirable job. It's just not what it was. And the problem is, you know you're in the USC open at a minimum. There may be another big one open for uh, Michigan, Notre Dame. I mean, so if Lincoln Riley shocks the world and goes pro Oklahoma. So a guy like an Urban Meyer, who I don't think was the right fit for that kind of job anyway, yeah, someone of that coaching height is not going to call until they – how everything else plays out. And Florida State's not the kind of school who wants to be thought of as a second tier behind anybody. So it's a really interesting position. And, you know, Willie Tiger is a class, you know, he left Oregon after a year. Tiger's a class act. I mean, he left because this Florida State was his dream school. You know, just as if you became the GM, you know, for the Winnipeg, for the Winnipeg Jets, and did a nice job, and the, Nick, the, the Islanders came and calling. You know, if you had a five-year contract, you're going back to Uniondale. You know, yeah. it makes sense. So, you know, I, I don't hold it against him that he did it. I hope he gets another coaching job. I just don't know if he was ready for Florida State. Well, he got an $18 million payout to leave. So, yeah. there are worse things he in can the world. Take his time. I'm not saying, yeah, you can take his time. And he'll probably have to work himself back through the coordinator jobs. I can't imagine that somebody's going to hire him based on exactly what you and Herb Street said. Undisciplined teams. I think people can understand losing. I really do. I don't think people can understand, like you said, a roughing the passer call when you're down 35 and need the ball. Or celebrating a, a, a tip ball when there was a pass interference call made. Like, I think that's the problem that coaches had, and that's part of the reason why coaches get fired, especially in college, is for undis- undisciplined, undisciplinary stuff. Okay, so next week we're going to do our college basketball preview. As I said, Seth's going to lead it. I'm going to follow. I'm doing a I'm going to give you a little hint. I'm picking Michigan State to win it all. I don't think that's too much of a of a leap here. But, uh, yes, I will pick Michigan State. Yeah, I know. Huge leap. Uh, tomorrow, Syracuse plays against Virginia. 
in the first game of their season. Yes, national champion Virginia. And Andy Katz picked the upset, picked Syracuse to beat Virginia in the Dome. I'm hoping that's true. Seth, you got uh, three minutes. So, All right. Quickly, congrats to Canelo Alvarez. Moves up two, light cl- two weight classes and uh, beats uh, Kovalev for the, the 175 title. Probably now pound for pound top in the world. Although, again, he's following almost a Floyd Mayweather policy of fighting a lot of these guys just a little bit past their prime. And a black mark on boxing that they delayed the the fight with their biggest their biggest star for an hour to let the UFC finish their card first. There's no reason ever that a fight should start at 1 o'clock in the morning to wait for a UFC fight to end. Just shows the decline of boxing as much as some as much as big fans hate to hate to admit it. So we'll go from there. So next week, college hoops. Let's go Terps. And uh, for Sean Palmer, this is Seth Cavins and the Seth and Sean Sports Radio Show. Have a good week, everybody. Yeah, everybody. Bye bye.